If you're a special education teacher, or for that matter, an interventionist of any kind, you know how much work it is to keep track of all the information, the goals, the benchmarks, the important dates, the paperwork, the progress monitoring, the actual IEPs sometimes, uh, just everything for your caseload. But what if there was an easier way to keep it all organized and under control? Welcome to Reaching Struggling Learners, episode 34. Today, we're going to talk about setting up your caseload management system so that you can keep track of all the things and get back to teaching. Hi, I'm Jessica Curtis of Teaching Struggling Learners. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. Thank you so much for tuning in. So real talk, when I imagined being a teacher, I always imagined, you know, even in college, thinking that I was going to be this amazing teacher that was organized and had all her stuff together and was just on it, right? It didn't even occur to me that I might forget about a meeting or, you know, have have to write an IEP in, you know, at midnight because things just got hairy at school and things like that. And then being a first-year teacher hit me in the face, just bam. When I first started teaching as a brand new baby special ed teachers, I looked at all the other teachers in awe. They were so organized and and they knew what was coming up and where everything was. And they just, they seemed to never, they missed a deadline. They never forgot about a faculty meeting. They never lost track of papers or data. And they just, they were so on it. Now, as an experienced teacher, I realize they were faking it, fakers. There is no possible way to never miss a deadline or never lose a paper or never forget about a faculty meeting or, you know, all the things that are in our teacher brains. But there are some ways that we can make that at least a rare or more rare occurrence. It wasn't until my second, maybe third year in special education that I really started getting truly organized with my caseload management. I started with binders, huge, huge binders. Like I went and I think there were like four or five inch binders. These things were massive and they were everywhere. All my work samples were in the binders. And I mean like five copies of the IEPs and separate copies of IEP snapshots and anything else that you can think of. Like these binders were massive. They were just huge. And then, you know, when it came to progress report, IEP time, I had, yeah, I had lots of information, literally every single work sample. I was crazy. I put every single work sample into these binders and kept them. And when it was time to sit in that IEP meeting or or write those progress reports, I had, literally, I could have covered my entire desk in one student's work samples and, and data. 
less data, more work samples. But it was just, it was a nightmare to actually get through. I, I don't, I can't, I honestly cannot even begin to understand how I managed to, to get all of those papers in those binders. Uh, truly, that was a miracle in and of itself. I'm not really sure when I started developing my caseload manager in Excel, but over the years, I've just built this workbook, which it holds all my information for my entire caseload for the year, including all my important dates, my progress monitoring, which graphs, because that's huge. It creates progress reports, IEP snapshots for me, accommodation trackers, meeting reminders, uh, and just like my lists are in there, like literally everything is in this workbook. It's amazing what has has really has become of this. It's it's it is the hub of everything that I do when I have to figure out something with my caseload. Obviously, today I can't really walk you through creating something that massive. But I will help you get organized so that you can create one of your own if you're interested. If you want to take a look at my caseload manager, I'll post the link in the show notes for you. You can find it at my TBT store, Teaching Struggling Learners, just in case you're like me and can never seem to get the show notes to be clickable for some reason. Anyway, when you're getting ready to set up your caseload manager... You're going to want to copy or at least access to the active IEP for your entire caseload. So some of the things that you're going to want is the annual review date, the triennial, or depending on where you are, the reeval date, eligibility categories, and what the services and service providers are for each student that you have on your caseload. I'm going to suggest that you make your caseload manager digital, no matter how you want to do it. But just because it's so much easier to work from home when you can access it on your computer, rather than lugging around a big binder or five or 12 or, you know, what I had to do my first couple of years. But that choice is up to you. If you're more comfortable with the binder, absolutely go for it. Uh, I really like mine digital and it really saved my rear when we went, you know, remote and everything. But it just becomes, it's what you need. My digital binder, well, caseload manager, it's become a living document, uh, which just means I can update information as I go. I don't have to reprint lists or, or reprint anything every time something changes for me. Anyway, after you've compiled all your information sources, you're going to want to make a list of your students with their annuals, their reeval dates, their eligibilities, their services, service providers, and um, make sure that you get all the service providers because um, my OT people and my PT people are amazing. And I don't blame them, but they get really cranky when you forget about them and inviting them, you know, well in advance of the meeting. So make sure you get all your service providers on there and don't be like me my first few years and forget people and then have to, you know, apologize profusely uh, right before the meeting. I, (laughs) yeah, that's happened a couple times. I did my caseload manager in Excel so that I could link uh, the sheets. So, because I am just, I am really, really irritated when I have to do the same thing over and over again, like type a student's name over and over again. 
So I linked up the sheets so that once I type in a piece of information like the student's name or annual date or whatever, I don't have to type it again. And it sounds silly, but it I feel like it makes it, it saves time and it makes me happy because I don't have to do it again. And again, like it really, really, really bothers me doing the same task over and over and over again. I just can't, I don't have time for that. I just don't, I don't think the teachers have time for that and those shenanigans. We got enough on our plates. So anyway, if you know how to put links in Excel, you can link up different sheets so that you can have the same, like the name and everything auto-populate to other sheets. If not, you can retype the name. It's fine. No, no hard feelings on that one. Uh, that's just my preference. I'm, 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 I'm a bit of a snob when it comes to writing names, typing names over and over again. So on the new sheet, I do suggest you note accommodations so that you can have an easy to go through list to tell teachers what accommodations students do or don't have. And then on another sheet, so I would be on the third sheet in my workbook, uh, I do the same thing with goals. So the reason that I put the goals and the accommodations in two separate sheets is because Personally, when I started looking at all of it in one sheet, it was just, first of all, massive. Just the amount of of having to scrolling over up and down and everything was just super annoying to me. And it was just frustrating trying to find exactly what column I had to go to, which is why I started spreading it out to the different sheets in Excel. Now, if you're not interested in that and you're doing your binder, obviously, you're going to have some different things. Again, I would suggest another sheet of paper so that you can go straight to that accommodations tab so that you have the students' names and then all the accommodations right there so that it's really easy to just go down and answer, you know, the question of how much time does the student have? 15 extra minutes, 30 extra minutes, double time, whatever it is, you can really quickly answer a gen ed teacher's question, which they could answer themselves if, you know, they have an IEP snapshot, but you know, we're, we're kind and we answer questions and we talk about accommodations with people all the time. So that's what we do. So I do the same thing on another sheet with goals. Uh, I like listing out the students goals. Um, it makes it easy to just look over, you know, all my caseload and figure out what goals I need to be progress monitoring. And so, you know, at the beginning of the semester, I go through the list and I gather the materials I'll need to progress monitor weekly. And that way I can kind of group the kids and figure out what goals and everything I need to be doing for which kid. Again, if you know how to put links in Excel, uh, it can create IEP snapshots with you for you with the goals and the accommodations and everything. I went back and forth so many times on the format for those snapshots, uh, but I finally, I like the way it comes, it has come out now, but it's taken a while to really get it the way I like it. Um, my teachers, my gen ed teachers really appreciate getting that at the beginning of the year um, or after changes, any changes have been made. Finally, you're going to want to create some space to save your progress monitoring data. I am super lazy, if you haven't noticed. So I figured out a way to get my data to graph for me when I put it in. 
And that just makes it easy for me to copy and paste the graph into emails to parents or to teachers asking about progress or admin if it's, you know, especially if you're talking about a kid that's, you know, a sports kid and, you know, you're looking at grades all the time, that kind of stuff. It's really easy to just copy and paste that graph in there. I also just print off those graphs to put in with my progress reports. That seems to help with questions that parents may have, you know, on the performance. I've always disliked the performance indicators that I've had to put on the progress reports. If you don't know what that is, it's like the, what's the difference between progressing and almost meeting goal and those like will, will meet goal by the end of IEP period. Like, I don't like them. I I mean, what's the difference? I, I want actual information, uh, and be able to really talk to my parents and say, hey, this is where we are right now. It, it just bugs me when I have to put comments or indicators that really don't tell the parents anything, like progressing. That doesn't tell them anything. Uh, and I really know how much that student's progressed. That's the thing. I know how much they've, how much progress they've made. And I feel like parents should get to know that too. You know, whether they actually look at the progress report or not, I like to have that information in there personally. And I think that just saying progressing is vague. I don't like it. But anyway, that's just me. Uh, The last thing that I try to do when setting up my caseload manager is to go through my calendar and I put in a warning three weeks out from every due date so that I have time to get, you know, your meetings scheduled, your notices out, all that, all that hullabaloo. It sounds like a lot of work. But once you get your caseload manager up and running, whatever system you choose, it becomes a really easy system to keep up with. And it ends up keeping you on track, which is, you know, helpful to me because I have a horrible time with all that. Again, if all that sounds like more work than you want to put in right now, I link my caseload manager in the show notes or you can find it in my TPT store. So just to make life a little bit better, because, you know, we're all a little bit stressed right now because, you know, progress reports. If you're listening to this uh, the week of January 24th, what I'm going to do is I will, I'm going to put my caseload manager bundle on sale until January 31st. That bundle just has my caseload manager that I've talked about today, as well as teacher and parent seasonal surveys, which I use all the time to keep everybody in the loop, uh, just collect information that I need to write those really good IEPs. Uh, So if that sounds like something you need, go check that out. Uh, And again, it'll just be on sale for, you know, basically the rest of the month, which is pretty cool. In the meantime, I would love to hear how you track your caseloads. Are there any must-haves when it comes to your caseload manager? I'd love to hear your opinions. Message me on Instagram at teachingstrugglinglearners or email me at teachingstrugglinglearners at gmail.com. I'd love to hear what you do to keep all the things organized. Until next time, may your coffee be strong, your meeting short, and your caseload manageable. Bye.